Hey, what is up, guys? This is John Nelson. You are listening to the Starting Block Podcast. If you're looking for a show that's going to give you insight into complete athletic development and give you the tools to win as the athlete, the parent, the coach, then you have come to the right show. Sorry, I apparently cannot get my audio button to work. So, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so it's a little longer intro than normal. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's Chris. Chris, What's how up? you doing, man? What's up? Um, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll try to right or wrong here and see if we can get this thing on the right track now. Um, if you are new to the show, welcome first off. Thank you for joining. We have a couple different episodes. We're a little different than your standard podcast. So here's our breakdown for you. The first type of episode that we have is usually a Q and a, and this is where we will take questions from our listeners. You guys can email those into us at info.elitelevelperformance.com. We do those uh, on our Instagram page every once in a while as well, the Ask Me a Question button. You can submit them on social media, and uh, whether it's elitelevelperformance.com or Chris, where can they submit them to you? Uh, they go straight to my uh, Instagram page, uh, Fast and Agile 49 and uh, you know, just sent me uh, a DM. Cool. Get them there. So that's uh, episode one. The second type of episode is going to be our guest interview. This is where Chris and I, Mandy, will bring on our colleagues from across the country and across the world, and they'll share their stories on how they win and implement their systems with their athletes and clients. Some may be in the athlete sector. Some may be more in the rehab sector, the medical sector, <clears throat> and uh, they'll share their stories. And then the final episode is a Friday Fire, Friday Facts. So it's going to be about eight to 10 to 15 minutes of me sharing some thoughts on some different things that may be a topic related to training or rehab or nutrition, maybe something a little more political. Who knows? Just kind of feel whatever feel like needs to be talked about that day. But today is Q&A, so we're going to jump right into it. This is going to be a little bit shorter episode today, <clears throat> but I posted last night actually on the Elite Level Performance Instagram page asking for some questions that you guys wanted us to talk about. So I've got two of them. Actually, we've got three total questions, Chris. Two of them were submitted from Instagram. The other was actually submitted from a little topic box that we have here at the front desk. And the first one we'll talk about is they asked, this person asked, uh, John and Chris, what is what are the pros and cons of testosterone boosters? So, all right. <clears throat> well, First of all, it depends on how you're going to define a testosterone booster. So are you referring to uh, some of the, there, there's some herbs out there, whatever. Um, now we're, again, I'm, I'm referring to what is, what is called a testosterone booster and not testosterone itself. Like true testosterone replacement, which is purely a medical intervention. Um, okay. Right. Um, there are various herbs and things, um, every single one of which gets very mixed results. Um, oh, I, I mean, some of the names for some reason are just totally, uh, I can't even remember, <clears throat> but they get very, very, very mixed results. I don't care what supplement it is. Um, uh, it's, uh, Yoimbi, uh, there, you know, some of these yeah. other. Um, I, I would imagine it, it would have a lot to do with the purity of whatever supplement or herb or whatever it is you're taking. Um, although, honestly, I have no idea if things like that work or not. Um, now, you and I, um, and by the way, these are these, this is not a um, not a sponsor, so we're not going to claim that they are. But one thing that I have used in the past that I have found works quite well 
Um, certainly in the way I feel, I can, and if, you know, if I take it over a period of a week, if I take beef organ, I, I don't mean uh, like liver cleanse. I'm talking about like the beef organ. <laughs> you mean like liver king? <laughs> <laughs> Along that line, yes. Eating actual beef liver, or in this case, the, uh, the uh, desiccated, dried, uh, put into a capsule uh, liver, yeah. heart, pancreas, <laughs> you know, all these mm-hmm. different, the beef organs. Um, uh, heart and soil. Hey, if you're listening, you know, you know, just, uh, Hey, we're giving you a plug here. The heart- say, say that one again, Chris, okay. you cut out <laughs> heart and soil. Yeah. They, uh, that's the supplement. That's yeah. the one I've been using. Um, shout out to them, but, uh, yeah, yeah. You got me started on that stuff a couple weeks ago and I, I really like yeah. it too. I mean, it's, uh, like it- I said, it's not something you take once and you're going to notice, but something you take over a period of a week, you're like, yeah, I feel pretty good, you know? And, uh, yeah, yeah, I've definitely noticed a little bit of a change. So, yeah. uh, you know, they have different, you know, they pretty much every kind of beef organ you could imagine. Um, and, you know, I like it. Uh, I think the, I, I probably ought to do some actual blood work pre and post, uh, maybe take a month off and then get a pre, like right before I start taking again, get a, get a pre-test and then about a month yeah. in, get another and just see where, see where the numbers are, you know, after just taking a month's worth of, uh, of, uh, of, beef just the beef organ supplements yeah yeah no i I like it too and i want to kind of backtrack a little bit into you know why why test boosters and what the purpose is and all that stuff and so for any younger listener there listen i mean testosterone is obviously going to be the you know dominant male hormone right and you know our society chris i don't have the numbers we were talking about this the other day but right now i think our society is at the absolute lowest level of testosterone in mm-hmm. history uh, we've reached we've reached the lowest point we've ever seen and you know i think there's a lot of underlying causes for that and you know it seems like every commercial every ball game you watch there is a there's a commercial for a test booster or sure. something and so ultimately got to ask the question first off why is that why is our testosterone so low one but then if you're not doing a medical intervention. So if you're not doing testosterone replacement therapy, then what are some other natural, like holistic things that you could u- utilize to assist in that and how to go about that? And so, you know, we'll say this is, we're not doctors. We're not talking about medication. You need to follow through with what your doctor's telling you as far as, you know, TRT or test replacement therapy goes. Test replacement therapy, you know, is literally going to be, you know, synthetic testosterone or artificial testosterone. Right at whatever therapeutic doses that your doctor feels is relevant for you. Test boosters are going to be more like the supplements type things that you're going to see. Like the, God, what is that one I see the commercial for all the time? Mandy's not on the show, right? Not right now, but she's over at at her desk. The test X factor. And like, if you text, you know, text, whatever it is, like, big balls or baseball bat or something to this number. We'll give you a free ball. Right. So like these are test boosters, right? You see things like that in our industry a whole lot. Every company has them. So I want to go back to point number one though, Chris, and point number one is why do we need the test booster? What's the point? Well, the point is to elevate our testosterone levels, but if our estrogen levels are so high, we're already at a disadvantage. And so Getting your estrogen under control, if that truly is a problem, is, I mean, you got to get your estrogen under control. Men aren't supposed to have, you know, excessive amounts of estrogen. And that, I guess, to, for that, that's everything from eliminating, like, um, plastic water bottles. So, like, the BPA, 
that that seeps into the water after it gets over room temperature that causes estrogen increases there's microplastics and literally everything um chris what else uh, well um, even even uh, like soy protein like <laughs> soy you know. yes yeah soy yeah milk milk which actually is going to be our next question we'll get into yeah milk um I actually, there's another guy I follow on Instagram. I can't, I can't remember his tagline. It's like carnivore or something or other. But he, uh, he brought up an interesting one about the actual chemicals that are made or chemicals that are used to make receipts. It's like when you go to a store yeah. and buy something, the receipt. Yeah, I've heard paper. of that before too. I, I, I didn't yeah. know that one. I didn't know that. That's that's wild. But guys, all of these are just are these oh regular like shampoos, conditioners, lotions, things like that. It's like I'll tell you know, women that come in to see us. Get uh, get as much organic stuff as possible. So organic makeup, organic shampoos, conditioners, because your body absorbs all these chemicals, and these chemicals can cause reactions. And in men, a lot of times they increase our estrogen level, and so that's number one, right? Get the estrogen under control. There's other things you can do. You know, talk to your doctor if you feel like you got that, and get some blood work run if they feel it's necessary, and go from there. But the other, then the test boosters. So I'm not a huge fan, Chris. I don't know about you about like actually going out and buying a specific supplement that is called a test booster. I used to do that when I was younger, when I was, you know, 19, 20, 21, 22, you know, I, I tried all that stuff, all the muscle tech and cell core and, you know, all the, uh, all the stuff that was on the market before they took it off. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, like, sure. But I'm more this day and age trying to find things that assist in boosting testosterone but that aren't specific like test boosters, right. so to speak, yeah. if that makes sense. One of the one, you know, when we talked about the heart and soil stuff, I really like that, man. That, that's really yep. good stuff. Um, some other things that like, I've been taking that I, that I like, um, I like uh, deaspirinic acid. I've used that on and off um, for a while. I mean, these are all over-the-counter things. These are all legal, not illegal. They are legal, Okay. Uh, they're good. They, that plays a major role in luteinizing hormone, you know, follicle stimulating hormone. Boron's another one. Boron, I just kind of started playing with a while back. I, I I like it. I've felt pretty good on it. I mean, it's not like something I take and it's like an mm-hmm. energy drink, but like I've just I've seen, I felt like I have good results with it. Then you've got other things, ginseng, fenugreek, um, all kinds of stuff. But other than the heart and soil, the ones that I really like right now are actually going to be. The Tonkat Alley, I like that stuff. I think that's how mm-hmm. you pronounce it. Um, it's it's kind of one of those in that family of the fenugreek stuff. I like, um, how, I can't pronounce it, the, the Shilajat ta- tablets. Is that how you pronounce it? I'm not, I'm not familiar. They're like the, I think that's how you pronounce it. They're, they're like Himalayan salt-based tablets, but they've been shown, uh, research has shown they do a lot. I really do notice a difference with that. I really do like mm-hmm. that. A lot, and I can speak from experience. Like, naturally, even though I'm kind of a meathead at heart, like my, my testosterone levels are not, you know, not super super high. At one point, they were actually fairly low. That was quite a few years ago. They're since much much better. And so, you know, I've experienced, I've played around with quite a few of these. Zinc, I don't know zinc's primary role when it comes to that, but I know zinc is one that I add a lot. And um, and then yeah, the stuff that you were you were talking about too, mm-hmm. I like that. So. The pros and cons, guys, I think it's just you have to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. I mean, if your estrogen levels are off the chart, good luck. You know, and if you're just if you're young and you're trying to take stuff to take it like that, don't. Right. Like I'm not a doctor, but don't do that. I Chris, I think you'd probably right. agree with that. You don't need to. Your testosterone levels should be off the charts. And right. 
I'm 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 going to I mean interrupt me because well, I just keep going. Yeah, so I can talk I mean, about I, this I type stuff say, all day. About the only thing in there um, that um, certainly this would fall into the the uh, more the like the beef organ type thing, but just people who eat a lot of beef, red meat beef. Uh, I've got a couple of people who <laughs> who actually did do that experiment and uh, check their testosterone levels after like a month or six weeks or whatever. Um, both that work in the medical field and had easy access, uh, and they both, uh, you know, intentionally ate a lot more red meat. Um, and sure enough, I mean, they both, and these are, these are guys in their thirties to, to like early forties and, um, both had, yeah. um, you know, pretty nice little increases in uh, testosterone after yeah. making an intentional effort. Um, of eating red meat. and that's the thing, like if you're going to be eating, if you're eating the right things, a lot of times, if your body's working for if it's working for you and not against you, you're going to be in pretty decent shape, not necessarily physically, but you know, in, in a good shape to be able to have reasonable right. levels. I would right. Think. So, yeah. So, so as far as like yeah. some of the other things, you know, I, I would be willing to bet that when you take, when you eat that red meat or you eat, you know, you take, for example, the organ supplements that we're referring to, which is just dried beef, liver, beef, heart, beef, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what they do is they get they they feed a lot of actual nutritional deficiencies, or or, or fulfill a lot of you know instead of you know they they um, improve those nutritional deficiencies in a lot of cases, and as a result you know your body just produces more probably more natural levels of testosterone as opposed to deficient levels. Yeah. So that's my guess. Not mm-hmm. an expert, but that would be my guess. Yeah, yeah, and I, I double checked. I'd pull my Amazon account. Yeah, the she legit or she legit. I don't know how to pronounce it. S H I L A J I T. Dry drops. I got that from uh, Grant Fowler. I, I like I like it a lot. But again, I, I have kind of a, a high stress job. I'm always going. I, my brain's always going, and so you know my stress levels impact my hormones, and that's that's again something else you need to take into consideration. So pros and cons of it. Okay, can certain supplements like this help? Yeah, probably. Are you gonna get the same? Uh, impact is therapeutic doses from a doctor right. no but if you can mm-hmm. a- adjust other lifestyle factors that may be influencing that might it could help you but you know, i'd be very very cautious if you're you know in your 30s or something looking at these test boosting supplements because a lot of them are coming you know they're a lot of them have pr- proprietary blends and stuff in them so you don't even know what the hell half of it is you know you don't know dosages things like that because some of it's not regulated and i would just be very careful I- i'd look at some of the other factors first and if you're a younger athlete you don't need this stuff if you're having trouble at that age, a get to a doctor, figure out what the heck's going on. But you got other lifestyle factors you should address right. first, like quality sleep, getting off the blue light, stop drinking out of plastic water bottles, stop eating crap. You you can't put that garbage in your body and expect right. it to work well. So that kind of be my advice there. We got another question about SARMs, and that was kind of tied in with this one. I'm not going to address that today. We'll talk about that another day. That's a whole episode in yeah. and of itself. But for you JUCO bandits and stuff, man. If you guys do things the right way, you're going to have a lot more longevity. I'll just I'll put it to you that way. We'll talk yep. about that another episode. So that's uh, question one. Question two. Question two comes from us, and it says, "Hey guys, tell me the story about milk. You got milk, well, bro? Well, here's here's my <laughs> thought on milk, and this is again, I I'm I'm actually old enough to remember the milkman. Okay, I. I'm old enough to remember. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow, bro. So, all right. So okay. milk used to be left on the front porch step, and it was true un, 
homogenized, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The cream would rise to the top. It would actually be kind of foamy at the top of the milk jar, uh, milk jug. And, uh, you know, you had to shake it up before you drank it and all this other stuff. And in all honesty, uh, I believe there was something different about that milk back then. Raw, you know, you know. Yes, uh, and raw. Then, um, and then now, you know, where uh, everything is homogenized, pasteurized, blah. You know, I, again, you know, I don't remember what all the things are called. But they do so many things to milk that probably denature the proteins. They're not even exactly what they were um, when you, yep. you know, when, when that was, when it was coming right out of the cow. Um, and as a result, you know, I'm not sure you're getting the same thing. Um, you know, that said, is milk the superfood that it probably was 50 plus years ago? Probably not. Absolutely um, not. Is it, Absolutely is not. it horrible? Well, if you're lactose intolerant and you drink it, <laughs> it's probably pretty bad. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll go on, I'll go on the limb yeah, right now and it say is it is. Bad. Uh, um, you, you know, and I know, and, and we need to. Mandy wasn't able to get on this one today, but this is kind of her area of expertise too. And so we'll have to revisit mm-hmm. this question again. Maybe she can put out an Instagram video or something, follow up on that after this episode comes out. But yeah, you're hitting on all the right things. I, I, there's an article on our blog on the ELP blog I wrote a couple years ago about it because people ask me about the milk side because here the TSSAA, which is like the high school athletic mm-hmm. governing body, they have a deal, a sponsorship with Turner Dairy or somebody, and they push milk mm-hmm. constantly. It's everywhere. They, they push the chocolate milk as mm-hmm. a recovery drink absolutely drives mm-hmm. me insane. There is, there is no world where it's acceptable for chocolate milk to be a recovery drink. It, it does not work that way. So to get to dive into that, for one, you say it's got good carbs and sugar and all that stuff. Um, no, not really. It's uh, loaded with a bunch of crap, but then the ratios are completely out of whack. And I don't even remember what they are. I think it's in my blog, in that blog post a few years ago. But you're not getting the benefit of it because the carbs and protein ratio is so messed up. That's part of it. It's loaded with a ton of additional sugar. And milk actually creates an inflammatory response. Especially the milk that you're right. referring to, Chris, like an inflammatory response. Me, so, you're mean you're referring no, that's to not you, good. you mean the pasteurized, homogenized, blah 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 blah, right? right. Yes, yeah. Commercial right. commercial milk, right? Right. Commercial milk. Yes, it causes a right. ton of inflammation. So you just got done running or working out or playing a football game. Do you really want to create more inflammation? Is that really you know your goal? I think the other things is going to be. Remember, whatever that cow is consuming, that's going to be a part of that as well. And so you're going to be consuming that as well. So when you got cows that are, you know, sucking down GMO feed constantly, genetically modified organisms, stuff that's not even real, they're getting pumped full of anabolic steroids. There you go. There's your testosterone booster (laughs) stuff right there. You know, you know, you're going to be consuming that as well. And so you need to take that in consideration. And Mandy's got Mandy's got a number somewhere, but the the numbers actually said at some point during a research study that. Actually, people that actually drank milk, they actually had a higher risk of osteoporosis than people who mm-hmm. didn't drink milk, which I think is ironic because they promote prevention of osteoporosis and osteoarthritis. Right. There's other, there's a lot of other factors there, too. You bring up the lactose intolerant mm-hmm. one, and that's, that's an interesting one because I've kind of admittedly been, been on the side of like, well, we're all technically lactose intolerant to a degree because we really should, that enzyme should kind of dissolve away once we're done breastfeeding. But I've kind of, I'll, I'll admit, like, I don't know the science behind that. I will say uh, that that's, again, Mandy's, Mandy's expertise. But 
I've since changed my mind on it a little bit in the terms of like getting raw goat's milk mm-hmm. or raw cow's milk. That is inherently very, it can be very good for you. And so that's where kind of that, do you lose that enzyme thing or not? You know, I, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. We need to bring Mandy on to dig into that, or unless you have some insight well, I had, to it uh, as well. But there was a, but, um, a gentleman, uh, Tucker Goodrich, who's a who's on a lot of frequent um, you know nutrition based podcasts. Anyhow, uh, he was mentioning some. I, I believe it was Tucker. He he was referring to something that there was a something about goat's milk for for an older older meaning post. You know, we, we've, we've been weaned from, from breastfeeding, you know, for many years. Um, so that's, you know, so we're looking at people age, you know, two and up. <laughs> um, there's something mm-hmm. about a milk from a goat that is a little bit less toxic to, to a human than the cow. Now, I do not remember what that is. And so if you're, if you happen to be, uh, have a dairy farm and you have cows, look, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just referring uh, back to a, a podcast I heard, and I don't remember specifically what it was, but I had something to, something to do with one of the proteins in in the milk uh, from a cow versus that from a goat. Um, there's a uh, you know, number of other factors as well, but um, anyway, I found that was uh, quite interesting. So anyway... Um, you know, it's, so as far as that's concerned, it's just my understanding that goat's milk, um, you know, probably has, I, if in doubt, go with a little bit more goat's milk. That's just, again, uh, last last thing I have heard on it. And again, from an expert that has a lot more expertise than I do, they say goat's milk. So, all right. There you go. Oop, there we go. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, I have my, I have my microphone on mute. Yeah, turn your mic on. Yeah, I was trying to ask Mandy that. I was having trouble hearing her because she's over here. But we'll follow up with an Instagram video on that. She can dig into that. She she knows the answer. But, yeah, I, I think there's some benefit to raw but right. not commercial. Sure. Simple as that. If you uh, you want you want to gain you want to gain weight and you want to get some risk some inflammation, yep. stop drinking milk. I remember that I had a guy years and years years ago. He would drink like a gallon of chocolate milk like every two days or something and couldn't gain weight. Had him stop drinking and all of a sudden he put on like eight pounds and like sweet and a half or something. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so there's milk. Um, all right, our third and final question. Third and final question is uh, <laughs> why is goat the best? That's what they asked. So that's I'm not really sure what your what your direction of that was like the best regarding what so maybe we'll be a little more specific there but how can i how can i answer that okay here here's here's what i here's what i think about it and you know i think it's probably a little more geared towards me but chris jump in if you have a you know an opinion on it what what makes gota so unique is the ability to evaluate the individual and break it down to their component parts and and be able to utilize that within a system, an efficient system that you have. So when you see the same patterns with people over and over and over, GoTo allows us the ability to identify those and know how to properly progress somebody through them. And then once you start to see, they, we, they call it the recode. I call it recode as well. You know, as, you be, as you begin to recode that individual and the nervous system begins to adapt to almost this exaggerated training effect, so to speak, then you get back to kind of this 
neutral playing field. So you're able to go back to kind of what you used to do, but with a different foundation. Okay. That's what I like so much about Goda is it really builds for me at least. And, and this may be different for other Goda coaches out there, but for me, it has really given me a good solid foundation to answer some questions on things that I never really had the ability to answer before. I just, I didn't, I didn't have the knowledge of it there. And so, you know, I think you guys, you see a lot of the cool training stuff out there. You see, you know, a lot of, you know, landmines and all that stuff. And you're going to, you see more bad videos than you do see good videos out there. I will tell you that most people out there, unless they're a go-to certified coach, their chances are probably not doing it right. Okay. Um, and so follow a go-to certified coach, will you? So you can get the right information. But that, that's why I like go to so much is I've been able to take it. I've been able to see major changes with people in you know a month ish it takes some time because you're not just going to completely change every something that somebody's been doing for 17 years of their life and expect it to be changed in three weeks like no but i mean it's not going to happen but when you have people come in or even kids i mean these days the amount of like facet injuries that i that have been sent to us over the years like it's 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 sad honestly you see a lot of these patterns in these people, in these kids, and when you can help them see kind of where their body is is misfiring and be able to build it up from there, then it really helps just give you a solid foundation upon which you can improve on whatever it is your training philosophy may be. So if you're total French contrast, cool. If you're all ISOs, cool. If you're whatever – I don't know what else is shoot. I don't even know what else is out there. <laughs> all landmine training. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 all landmine training. Like, okay, if that's what you're if that's what you're convicted about, that's what you like, cool. Keep going with that. But mm-hmm. hey, you need to have a system. You gotta have a system. There's too many coaches out there that don't have a system that just randomly do things and they throw random stuff up on the board, like, you know, twenty sets of squats today, just arbitrarily without any progression. Right? You see stuff like that. But have a system, but a go to GoTo allows you the foundation from a separate standpoint to correct and recode some things, but then you can also apply it to your system. Now, Gary and Ricky may say otherwise, but that's how I personally have been using it and what I like and the results that I've been seeing, and it, it's been very good. So I guess that answers why GoTo is best. Maybe next time let's be a little more specific with our questions, you know, so we can, so we can answer them a little more efficiently. But if you want to ask me again, ask it again, and, and I'll break it down further. Uh, uh, not not specifically. I mean, other than you know, just a little bit. I, I, of course, I'm by no means an expert in the go to system, but um, it sounds to me like it had a whole lot of similarities uh, to you know what we learned from uh, George Binet um, and how he. Uh, speaking of landmine, you know, they got literally invented one of the versions of the landmine that is, is frequently used. Um, and um, anyway. So they they seem to share a lot of the similar ideas. So that's the best thing yeah. I can say there. Yeah, and and that's another good, that's another good point. I think I'll say this and we'll wrap it up. Is I think a lot of people look at Goda and they see they we communicate it in a certain in a certain way for a reason. Like there are some key elements to it, but it's not all always bow corner inside ankle bone high. Like it is, but it's not like. You, you have to understand the body works collectively. It works as a whole. 
nothing works independently of anything else. Everything works the same, right? That's why bodybuilding training is very inefficient for athletes, by the way. Okay? That's why. And, and like, individualizing things like that is kind of inefficient because everything works together. So your shoulder problem may be coming from somewhere else, right? And so just by training the shoulder, you're not actually always going to get to the root cause of that. GOTA's system helps you identify that a little bit to a degree in respect of what you're saying about George Binet in the sense that everything is just like wind and unwind. This like load the spring, unload the spring. And ultimately, the human movement is this coil and release type of effect. And and that that's just kind of another little thing I wanted to add on top about that is try not to get too focused on the, the little things, you know, that you may see on social media, although they are unbelievably important, you know. It's not the entire thing, right? So that's why that's why I go is the best. I hope that answers the question. So, all right. Well, that's uh, that's going to wrap it up, guys. Uh, we appreciate the questions. We'll do the Instagram thing a little bit more. We'll keep putting that out there. Uh, we got some good response from it. So we'll put that out there a little bit more often, and we'll continue to take your questions. And as always, like we said earlier, you can send us the questions to uh, any of our social media stuff. But the final thing I want to say is, guys, I'm going to say, I'm going to keep saying every episode, and – I'm not going to say we're going to stop doing this, but we're going to stop doing it if you guys don't share this stuff, man. Like, Chris and I see the numbers. We know the amount of people that are listening to our show. We know the people that watch on YouTube. Not a whole lot of people watch on YouTube, but it is there. But the audio numbers are, we're growing. It's This is a good podcast. We are growing. And I see how many people share it, and I see the numbers. So, guys, you might be sharing it, but also get out on social media, please. Share the show. You know, show us some love, will you? Uh, we do this for you guys and the parents and the coaches. And if you guys want to see things improve in your area, you have to you have to help help that. Don't come whining and complaining when things don't change. If you're not going to share the show and back up the people that are here trying to help you and give you guys good information, absolutely. Do you agree with that, Chris? Absolutely. Amen, brother. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys. We appreciate you. We love you. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to y'all later.